0: You are listening to Grow a Thriving Practice Podcast. This is Episode 100, Building Confidence as an Entrepreneur. My name is Jillian Faldmo, and I am the business and life coach for sound and energy medicine practitioners who want to turn their practices into aligned careers that point toward freedom, flexibility, and fulfillment. This is Grow a Thriving Practice Podcast. Hello, welcome to episode 100. Oh my gosh, I cannot believe that I have recorded 100 episodes of the Grow a Thriving Practice Podcast. I remember in the very beginning recording my first podcast episode, and I immediately fell in love with podcasting. I I just love it so much. So here we are, episode 100, and I just want to thank those of you who tune in week to week to catch each and every episode. I really appreciate your listenership. It's always fun to hear how what I put out there is helping you in your practice and in your day-to-day lives. And if you're just tuning in for the first time, or maybe you've listened to one or two other episodes, I want to welcome you. Thank you for tuning in. To help me celebrate this 100th episode, I would love it if you could give me a five star rating and review. If you listen on iTunes, I know that you can uh, do a five star rating and review through there. If you can through Spotify, I'm not exactly sure. I listen to all my podcast episodes, um, or not my podcast episodes. I listen to other podcasts on Apple, um, iTunes, uh, is it iTunes? Whatever. The Apple (laughs) podcast app. Um, but just so you know, the more ratings this show has, the better reach it has. And, um, Yeah, if you've been listening for a long time and I haven't heard from you, I would love to read one of your reviews. Also, make sure you subscribe to this podcast so that you never miss an episode and share it with a friend while you're at it. All right. Thank you so much for helping me celebrate. Today's episode, we're going to be talking about building self-confidence, but just like in each podcast episode, I like to give you a little life update. Nothing too big going on here. Got a little bit of a cold um, and just a little bit of one. I think I've been pretty pretty good at uh, you know, uh, f- fending it off, but the kids each had colds last week, and I was like, all right, we're gonna we're gonna do all the things. We're gonna get plenty of rest. We're gonna um, drink plenty of water, no matter how much you teach children do not cough midair to cover their mouths, they still end up doing it. So here we are today. Feeling, I'm feeling decent, a little bit under the weather, but, you know, such is life, right? So why are we talking about building confidence today? I think this is really important because I hear from so many practitioners that they are waiting for confidence to put a price on their services or to market their services. Um, I hear that when you have the paying clients then, or, or if you even, when you have a wait list, then you will feel confident. And do you see what's not lining up here? If you're waiting for confidence, you're not going to share what you do. And by not sharing what you do, you're certainly not going to build a wait list, right? Or have paying clients confidence, my friend, it doesn't come to you. You have to build it. You have to generate it by continuing to generate the evidence that you are good at what you do. But before you feel confident in something, it's important first that you generate self-confidence. And here's the difference. And this is the way that I've come to understand it. For confidence... Capability comes first. Like capability precedes confidence. Self-confidence is your belief in your capability. You haven't seen yet that you're capable, but you believe that you will be through practicing. The definition of self-confidence is being secure in yourself and your abilities. It's your ability to trust yourself knowing that you can experience any emotion, including failure, without being harmed. And it's your overall opinion of yourself. So let's talk about the ability to trust yourself. And you know what? I think about the difference between self-confidence. I'm just going to backtrack here. The difference between self-confidence and confidence, um, you can liken it to a baby learning how to walk for the first time. Baby stands up, um, probably isn't confident yet that he or she can walk, um, but they're like the, the if there is a thought process, I'm not sure if there is one, but like I'm going to stand up right now because I think I can walk. I'm going to try this right? And the baby walks, maybe a step, falls down. No problem, right? There's no crying. There's no, you know, like um, irrational emotion. And Baby just tries to get back up and tries and tries again until now baby can walk. And here you could even, you were that baby once, right? And now here you are. And you don't even have to think about it. You don't have to think about walking. Um, So let's talk about the ability to trust yourself. This has to do with having your own back, with telling yourself that you are learning, that you are in process. It has to do with showing up for yourself, even if you're scared and uncomfortable. Which brings us to knowing that you can experience any emotion. Feeling afraid and uncomfortable, it's not a reason to put yourself down. It's an indication that you're moving toward the edge of your comfort zone, which is where growth and evolution is. You have an innate desire to cross this threshold. We all do. You want to evolve. You want to level up. But there's part of your brain, and we all have it, that wants to stay cozy and comfy in the cave, in our comfort zone. This part of our brain, the primitive brain, wants us to stay small, wants us to hide. And why? Why does it do this? Because it's designed that way. This primitive brain is designed to keep you safe and out of danger, and it's always on. And we want it to be always on, because if this part of our brain failed... We might walk into oncoming traffic without a second thought, right? So while it's working, we have to continually engage the prefrontal cortex, the other part of our brain, that has higher level thinking going on. It has the executive thinking functions that says, oh, no, we're safe. This is safe. It's just a little scary because it's unknown, you know, when we think about doing something that's beyond our comfort zone we haven't done this before, but we can do it. We can try it and we can risk feeling some emotion like rejection, humiliation, embarrassment, right? Maybe even just saying those, you're like, no, I don't want to feel those. No one wants to feel those emotions, but they are part of the human experience and we can't necessarily avoid them, right? If they, if those emotions are part of the human experience, we can't avoid them. So, let's risk feeling them anyway. And we know emotions, even those emotions um, that are as uncomfortable as rejection or shame or embarrassment, they're simply waveforms. They're vibrations in our bodies. Yet we place so much meaning on them and we really We identify with them. We make those emotions mean that we should stop pursuing our dreams, that we are unworthy, that we're bad, that we are frauds. No, 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 no. I want you to think of uncomfortable emotions like these as simply vibrations. They each have a frequency signature, and depending on the frequency signature – We experience the feeling in our bodies in different ways, right? Shame has a very specific frequency signature that manifests in each of us a little differently. When I feel shame, I feel it all over my body. (laughs) It starts in my core. It feels hot and contracted, and it spreads through my arms, and I start to sweat, and I get red, and it feels awful. It feels like I'm going to die. No joke, (laughs) right? But when I think of shame as an emotion that's moving through me, I can allow it. And I've stopped making it mean that I'm a terrible person. I say to myself, ah, here's shame. This doesn't feel good. And that's the end of the story. See, our brains interpret those sensations as danger, usually, right? And so the brain sends the signal to stop, get away from this. Allowing and processing emotions such as these, such as shame as a practitioner, an entrepreneur, it's so important because what happens if we let our normal human emotion stop us from moving forward? We feel stuck. We feel trapped. And if you're anything like me, that is not an option. We were put on this earth to move and to help others move. Okay? Are you with me? So self-confidence involves trusting and knowing that you are capable of experiencing any emotion, even failure. And sometimes it's just a matter of separating yourself from the emotion an emotion is something that we experience. It's not something that we are. It has nothing to do with who we are. It's an experience that we're having. It's a vibration. And we are completely capable of experiencing vibration. Um, I want to talk a little bit about failure Failure, it can be an emotion. I mean, usually it is, right? Failure comes up so often in my clients, the fear of failure. And so I'll just keep this short, but do you know what happens when you let fear of failure stop you? You fail ahead of time. You don't pursue your dreams. So I do a lot of coaching with my clients and accepting that failure is a part of the process. That's how we learn. That's how we grow. That's how we know it's time to pivot our strategy a little. Um, We were, of course, taught, most of us were taught that failure is not okay. Right? It is okay. Failure is a normal part of having a business. When failure comes up, it doesn't mean that you are a failure We really have to separate your business from you. You are a human being with emotions who is experimenting with different ways to live your life. And that will always be evolving. Always. You are a human being with emotions who is experimenting with having a business. All business owners go through this. And it will always be evolving. Self-confidence. It's also your overall opinion of yourself. Self-confidence is not telling yourself you're a failure, that you're not worth having a practice. Self-confidence is telling yourself that you have your own back, that even if you fail, you're still worthy, that even if you feel shame, that you are ultimately good. What you think of yourself is either what is going to generate or deplete self-confidence. Now, sometimes I get the question, well, how is this different than like arrogance or being full of yourself or bragging? Arrogance is thinking that you're better than someone else and then trying to prove that. And that actually comes from a place of creating false self-confidence by trying to put others down, by saying you're better than somebody else. Um, That works by trying to raise your opinion of yourself by comparing yourself with others. And this actually comes from a lack of self-confidence. So when the self-confidence is genuine, there's an understanding there that all humans are awesome and capable, that I'm amazing and you're amazing and we're all just so amazing and it feels really good. (laughs) <laughs> you know it's genuine self-confidence when it feels good, right? It doesn't feel good to put others down. And genuine self-confidence doesn't even need or allow you to put others down. All right, so that's the difference there. Now, thoughts create feelings and beliefs create states of beings. And self-confidence can be a state of being, right you can be in a state of being of self-confidence by believing certain things about yourself that generate self-confidence. That's a skill. that is that has to do with intentionally choosing what to think that will create self-confidence. Um, and part of that process is understanding, what we're currently believing, that's maybe depleting self-confidence. So most of the things that we think, most of our beliefs are recycled, right? We've adopted them, usually subconsciously, from our parents or from authority figures growing up, and we don't even realize what we're thinking and how much self-doubt and anxiety our beliefs produce because we've always thought this way. And here's the thing. The brain finds this comfortable because it's predictable and it's familiar. So if you've found yourself in a pattern of self-doubt of feeling insecure and even the thought of feeling self confident feels scary it's because it's different and it's not predictable so here are some examples of some past recycled thoughts that i've heard and i can i, I can re- relate to and resonate with some of these failure is weakness I'm different from someone who is super successful. I don't know how. That person is different. They're special. They're privileged. They're lucky. The less the less risk I take, the better. Confidence is either something you have or something you don't. I am a victim and damaged. Fear means you aren't confident. Confident people are comfortable and they never feel afraid, right? So these are all thought errors. These are thoughts that deplete self-confidence and they keep us stuck. They keep us from taking risk. They keep us from experiencing discomfort on purpose so that we can move forward toward our dreams. So if you want more self-confidence, it's a matter of changing your thoughts about yourself. And you have to work against your own humanness, your own programming, and your beliefs and your thinking. You have to train your brain to produce self-confidence naturally by repeating thoughts like these. What others think about me is 100% about them. I was made for this. Fear is no big deal. I am capable. The worst thing that can happen is a feeling. I have my own back. My potential is limitless. The better I fail, the more confident I am. Failure leads to success. Worry only pretends to be necessary. What I make it mean is the worst thing that can happen. So my friend, how will you build your self-confidence moving forward? Don't wait for confidence to come to you. You have to build it. Start to train your brain how to produce it by practicing the thoughts that will generate more of it. All right. I hope to see you in the next episode. Catch you next time. are you an energy medicine or a sound healing practitioner and you're wanting to grow a thriving practice, but you're feeling confused, stuck, afraid? Don't worry. I have the perfect resource for you. Go to JillianFaldmo.com to claim your free Harness Your Emotional Awareness to Grow Your Business Roadmap. It will help you turn those emotions into the fuel that will drive the action to create the business that you love. Go grab it now. JillianFaldmo.com.